D. Smith, welcome in. It is the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. It is also brought to you by Sport Clips. We are recording from iHeart Studios in San Diego today, days away from the San Diego Loyal opener, the very first match that actually matters. Darren Smith, Good morning to you. It is match week. This is Landon Donovan's birthday today as you and I are recording on March 4th, Super Tuesday. To hell with that. This is Super Wednesday. This is the day that we celebrate Landon Donovan, the manager, the head coach of SD Loyal. What are we going with, by the way? Do we have an official? I, I introduced Eric Winald on the radio the other day as the head coach of the Las Vegas Lights, and he then went on. He didn't correct me directly. But he did go on to say, I'm the manager of the Las Vegas Lights. I've been a manager for the better part of a decade. Huh. And I kind of get caught in between this because I'm getting mixed messaging as to what exactly it is that we're supposed to refer to. I know this isn't a big deal. We don't want to lose people. We don't want to get in our own way. But do we have an official title? Listen, field, pitch, soccer, football, Boots, head coach, cleats. manager. <laughs> call it what you will. Okay. I call him San Diego's Pep. That's what I call him. He Landon is Donovan. San Diego's Pep. I know. Although, so when Nalda actually corrected you, he needed to be referred to as a manager. That's a very interesting to note. Self as a manager. Man, Las Vegas already a little uptight. It's the first game of the season. I will say, I went on their website and they refer to Eric Winalda as the head coach of the Las Vegas Lights oh. as they're getting set to come to town. So I, I just went with what was said on the website. I thought maybe that was a USL thing. Maybe that was a USL edict since we're learning a little bit about this league slowly but surely it's mm -hmm. match week but happy birthday landon donovan the pep guardiola of american soccer although that outfit against reno not very pep like it was a preseason outfit it was a preseason on the road at reno outfit <laughs> in a midday match not even right. a reno under the lights it was a midday match in reno so that's what you get with landon donovan not exactly living up to san diego's pep in the preseason, <laughs> but we're hoping for better things this weekend against Las Vegas. Happy birthday, Landon Donovan. Yeah, I know. Goal, goal, USA, Landon Donovan. I know. And we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of that. That'll be this summer. 10 years for Landon Donovan. That yeah. is something else since he last played in the World Cup, too. Think about that. Yeah. 10 years since you get Howard making a save, where it looked like Algeria was going to score in that moment. Howard then just chucks the ball down the right side of the field. I don't know how far it went. Probably like 1,000 yards. I think that's what the measurement came out to. Finds Donovan. Donovan finds Altador, 20-year-old Altador, by the way, at the time. Altador to Dempsey, who hits it right at the goalie. And you're like, oh, shit, we're going to lose. We're not even going to get past Algeria. We're going to get eliminated from the World Cup. And then superhero Landon Donovan enters your screen and slams home the winner in the bottom left corner of the net. You know, this praise is a, an interesting point and an interesting question, maybe one that you can answer or maybe one of our listeners can have answer. Whatever happened to the U.S. men's national team? Where are they now? <laughs> what happened to those guys? I think they're on God, VH1. That was so much fun 10 years ago, but I'd be lying if I said I, I sort of lost track of what happened to the U.S. men's national team. I don't know what the, where they went. I if mean, somebody could answer that, please hit us up on Instagram or on Twitter. I mean, Howard was really fun in 2014, but then like they really disappeared. Then they just went off the map. They you, didn't exist after that. You know where you Tim Howard me. is now? He is in the USL Championship. That is correct. In the Eastern Conference with Memphis. Interesting. Eastern Conference. I still have a lot to learn about the Eastern Conference. But happy birthday, Landon Donovan. Did you know the very first uh, credential I ever received was for an LA Galaxy game back in 2008? Ever. I, I was a student at Palomar College. I put in a request with the Chargers, the Padres, and uh, LA Galaxy to go to matches. Chargers said fuck off. Um, <laughs> well... 
That's okay. Yeah. Right, right? We, we view that a lot differently today than we probably did at the time. Yeah, it's why I'm comfortable saying it. Um, Padres politely said I can show up on the final series of like the season in a couple months when I asked. And I said, okay, that's fine. I'll see you like in four months. Um, but the LA Galaxy, they said, Jordan, absolutely. Come on up. You can represent KKSM, Palomar College Radio, 1320 AM. Jordan Carruth, the voice of Palomar Radio. The Palomar Comets, coming to you live. Um, so I went up there. The Comets? Yeah, the Palomar Comets. <laughs> um, so I went up there. You know who I really wanted to see? LA Galaxy Man 2008. You know who was playing there? David Beckham. Uh, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> David Beckham, by the way, had a good weekend. Now, the club didn't have a good weekend. I will say, uh, MLS had, a, I thought, a really good opening weekend as well. Some of the videos of the fan bases, whether it was in Houston and a lot of those supporters who showed up were LA Galaxy fans or Chicharito fans. We get it. But Inter-Miami playing against LAFC, I thought that they had a lot. Of, like, it just, I thought it was a really visibly stimulating opening weekend for Major League Soccer in this country. I know we didn't spend a ton of time on it. We're probably not going to spend a ton of time on it here. But it was just a visually stimulating weekend, at least on social media, to see some of the supporters groups around there, which means heading into our opening weekend against the Las Vegas Lights, like there's an expectation now. Like I, I actually said this to myself as I was watching. I was like, we've been waiting and wondering, like, has soccer turned the corner? Whatever that means. Like, It felt like that to me watching MLS opening weekend for the 25th year. I loved the video from LAFC from the bank when they saw David Beckham sitting by himself up in the stands and they started, you look lonely. Something you look al- lonely. Yeah, that was that was probably one of my favorite non, uh, non-match related videos from the MLS opening weekend. A good start for them. But yeah, I went up there. I saw Landon Donovan. As, I remember going there. As, I was excited to see Landon. I was excited to see David Beckham. Yeah. I remember, too. I mean, it's like it was a big deal. It's a big deal. Like, yo, that's Landon Donovan right there, Mm -hmm. you know? And I said this during the kit reveal and, and, you know, it wasn't meant to drown him with some sort of false flattery. Like, I mean, like it's still still like, wow, Landon Donovan is the manager or the head coach of SD Loyal. Like that that point is not lost on me at all, that that's Landon Donovan down there, that we're like joking around about what Landon Donovan's going to be wearing. Right. During matches, right, which, right, like critiquing what he wears away at Reno during a preseason friendly, like it's not lost on me. Like Landon Donovan is this club's manager. It's, it's amazing. Now maybe maybe he's going to be great at it. Maybe he's going to be not so great. I don't. But it'll be fun to watch. Like, that's certainly one of the storylines for this upcoming season. Is he's a first time manager? Like, mm-hmm. what's this going to look like? How's this going to work for him? Yeah, there's questions around that. There's other uh, coaches in the league who are questioning how is Landon Donovan going to do as a head coach? What does it look like? We'll see. Something I talked to Winald about too, and and he said the same thing. He's like Landon's. Yeah, you know, he he sort of wondered aloud about how Landon got qualified so quickly, like yeah. how he got his coaching certificates, which I thought was funny. So a little of the that psychology. Like on, it sounded like it was on purpose. A little, yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he certainly, they, they just pushed him right through on that. And then he said, yeah, he's going to learn. Like like players in this league sometimes, you know, you can't spend a ton of time figuring out why they're not at a higher level. You sort of just got to, like, get out of them what you can get out of them. Yeah, he talked about Irvin Parra, who comes over from Las Vegas Lights to SD Loyal, and said, like, you know, you, you'll learn. Like, he'll learn a little, like, not to spend a ton of time dwelling on why this guy isn't in MLS or why this guy isn't in a better league, like, you sort of just got to maximize the amount of time you have with these players while you have them, which I thought was an interesting point from experience from Winalda going into season number two. Yeah, so they're getting ready. Loyal Las Vegas. I mean, the preseason's done now, um, so done. we've learned everything we, we can learn in a preseason. You get a win against an MLS side in Dallas. Uh, you get a win at home in your only match at Torero Stadium. 
going down a man, and you still win one nothing. You keep a clean sheet playing with 10 men. I think that was pretty impressive. And then over the weekend, Darren, uh, when they play in Reno, they score three goals in the first 30 minutes of the match, and they end up winning 4-2 against a really good Reno team. That's a team that's been to the playoffs that's somewhat of a new club. The broadcast really wanted to compare the two clubs. They really wanted to compare San Diego's roster to what the Reno roster looked like in 2017 when they started in USL Championship, a team that scored a lot of goals. We talked about it in the most recent podcast, but they they saw some similarities. I thought it was kind of weird how much they loved Chris Wondolowski on that broadcast, but SD Loyal, very impressive overall in a preseason. You didn't see a single loss, and you saw very different ways to win. Yeah, and... and- I probably am not the only person, if if anybody else was watching it live on YouTube, there was a YouTube stream, and uh, kudos to those that showed up at Stone Brewing to go watch that. I don't know what the final tally was, but I saw the pictures. It looked pretty crowded for the watch party. For an away friendly, like, okay, like, that seems like it's a pretty cool thing that that many people showed up, whether it was 50, 75, 100, I don't really know. Yeah, that feels promising. It does. Um but I'm probably not the only person. Now, you went and watched it also. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those goals were bangers, man. Like, Dude. Like, like, those were like, whoa. We've Those weren't just tap-ins, rebound shots, sort of shitty, you know, crap goals, as the men in Blazers might say. Like, those were, those were some bangers that we saw during the match against Reno. Uh, Adams with an absolute rocket. I mean, if you haven't seen this, find it. I know you, you've you've gifted it, gifted it, whatever it is. I've tweeted it, baby. Yeah, like find that goal. Like that's, you know. You know what emoji that deserved? It deserved the rocket emoji. It, <laughs> is that what you did? Yeah, I had or to. did you do the eyeballs? No, I've, no. I've missed this tweet. No, no, we went rocket because it was uh, a rocket of a goal. Okay. It was really good. Their goals were impressive. They went up three. They scored three goals in the first 30 minutes. Um, the defense, some questions at times. There were some lapses. They allowed a goal right going into break. Um, which changed the complexion. It made it 3-1. It gave Reno a little bit more hope. And then Reno scored right out of the break again. So, two, I mean, that, there's some questions there. But overall, overall, the goals, very impressive. The free kick goal looked fantastic. And then if you look at the preseason as a collective whole, you got to be very happy. And you got to feel somewhat confident going in. And I guess you look around. By the way, I, I was tweeted um, from Michael Cullen. Michael Cullen? I, I hope I'm saying your last name correct. How do you spell it? C-U-L-L-E-N. Cullen. Cullen. Michael Cullen. He went to the game in Reno. How about that? He sent me a picture. He says, let's go SD Loyal. Uh, Sends a picture from the stands. And he said when he bought the ticket for the away section, he was told he was the first ticket sold for the away section. So Was he there? Because uh, San Diego State basketball played in Reno that day as well. Correct. It was so a you big could have pulled a doubleheader. You could have. Because they did have the midday. They talked about that on the broadcast. Yeah. They were very excited about the chances for Nevada's basketball team to win that game later that night. Oh, well. How'd that work out? It did not work out. San Diego out. went into Reno and had its way with the place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, All day long. Made Reno our bitch on Saturday. And it started early. <laughs> yes, we did. That's great, isn't it? Here's what I like. Uh, and and we went to the preseason friendly against Costa del Este. Went to, uh, Watched it against Reno and missed and just had to read the recap against Dallas. If my maths are correct, which is always dangerous, mm. I have four against Reno one against the Panamanian side at home, and another against FC Dallas. So that would say six goals in three matches. They also played at... Was Cal- that, is that your math, though? Yeah, but there was also another match. I just didn't understand the rules. No, was that I know, the like one Fullerton? At, at Fullerton. They had those extra 15-minute halves. Right. You know what? I'm just going to throw that one out of my scorebook. Okay. I, I don't even think that that's chronicled anywhere on a it, website. Good. Because um, I don't remember really what happened. Four against Reno, four different goal scorers. A fifth different goal scorer against Costa del Este. 
Keep in mind that one of the league leaders in goals scored last year was Irvin Parra. He's not one of your goal scorers yet. Yet. Raul Mendiola is expected to contribute and put the ball in the net. He hasn't been a goal scorer. So when, again, this this is just an observation. I don't know that it's uh, indicative of what's to come upcoming this season. But when you get four, let's call five over the two official preseason matches, five different goals, five different goal scorers, Neither one of them are from players who you think, certainly with Irvin Paris, should lead your club because he scored 15 for Las Vegas Lights last year. Like mm-hmm. That sounds promising to me. Your point about what's going to happen at the back, I think, is, is something even the club itself would tell you. We're a little shaky in the back, even with Joe Greenspan, the defensive player of the year. Who just looks like he is twice the size of everyone else on the yeah. field. Did you see him walk out onto the field in Reno? Yeah. Oh my gosh. He, he looks that way. But like I sort of dig the uh, I, I dig the variety. I dig the mm-hmm. options that they have here. Again, this is just preseason stuff, and nobody's 100% clear what everybody's working on. But when you think about how they've scored, and who scored, and who hasn't scored... Yeah, I mean, we we might see some more bangers coming up this weekend. So if you go to the website 538, um, you can look at the chances for each club in the USL to not only make the playoffs, but also to win the final. So this is a lot of fun for us because this is very different. For the first time, we can actually go to these websites like 538 and you have your own San Diego option. You can go on the ESPN app now. You can find San Diego Loyal on the ESPN app if you use it. I don't know why I'm promoting it. It's just the one I happen to use. And then you could star San Diego Loyal. Yeah, you like seeing Loyal right up there with Chelsea Football Club and the yeah, Lakers right. and you know, whoever else it, it gets is the that same you support category. in life. Yeah. It's really good. So 538 puts out numbers for San Diego Loyal. And I guess I find it very interesting that San Diego Loyal, according to this website at least, they have better chances to win a trophy than Las Vegas. And SD Loyal have never even played a match. Which I find very interesting. SD Loyal are not the favorites by any stretch, according to 538. According to Las Vegas, I think there were about 60 to 1, which you can make some money this year in Vegas if SD Loyal go on to win. But they got a little bit of a chance, according to 538. I like that. Uh, according to 538, which is a projection-based website that you might have heard of more associated with its, its uh, political analysis, uh, which just obviously is coming to play here a day after Super Tuesday. They don't always predict accurately. Uh, they do not. Club soccer predictions forecast soccer power index ratings for all of the leagues, including the USL Championship. They have Phoenix Rising at a 98% to make the playoffs, so that's the high watermark. On the low end, Sporting KC2 with just a 14% chance of going to the postseason. And they have SD Loyal right in the middle, 55% chance of going to the postseason. This from 538.com. So, you so are, a coin flip. You're telling me, yeah, 55, though, there is a, uh, you are more likely to make the playoffs than not make the playoffs, Correct. according to the site. I like, I like yep. that. So Las Vegas coming in this weekend, their numbers are a little bit different. 22% to make the playoffs. So... They're one of the bottom dwellers, according to 538. I'm expecting three points this week. And I think Landon Donovan is expecting three points this weekend because there was a clip posted this week on San Diego Loyal's social media account. And I'm sure you can find it on their website and YouTube and all the great stuff. But he he's talking to his team. And if you listen really, really, really closely, you can hear him say through the first three matches of the season, he wants seven out of nine points. And you have two home matches, one road match. Obviously, the home match this weekend against Las Vegas. But he's already told his team he wants seven out of nine to start. Uh, makes sense. I think, yeah, again, just based on, on the way everything happened. Now, again, you also have to say this about Las Vegas Lights, especially under Winalda. They had a 10-point uh, jump from two seasons ago to last season. 
So if that's a trajectory that will continue with Winalda as their manager, then they'll be better than whatever is being forecast here. How they're going to replace a 15-goal score, I don't know, in Irvin Parra. I mean, it, we'll, we'll have to wait and see it. But to your point about Landon, you're right. Las Vegas Lights, 22%. Tacoma Defiance, who they will play midweek. Remember this, uh, SD Loyal plays three matches in the first week. They play Saturday, Wednesday, and then again on Saturday. Lights, 22% according to 538. Tacoma, 19%. RGV, Rio Grande Valley Football Club, 18%. So these are not three of, of the favorites. This is not Phoenix, who you see in the second month of the season. This is not Real Monarchs. This is not Phoenix. Orange County, those scumbags from Orange County. No, I'm kidding. Are they good? They're perceived to be better and have better odds according to 538. Again, we'll like, see this about that. This isn't exact science here. Clearly. I mean, this is not exact science, but... It's just it's uh, the number crunchers who put this sort of stuff out seem to think that the first three opponents that SD Loyal are going to face, that this is inferior competition. So from that standpoint, especially when you think about what's coming up, when you think about Phoenix Rising, one of the favorites, when you think about Real Monarchs, which won the USL Cup last year, like you'd want to make your hay very, very early on in the season. So for Landon's point to the clip that Jordan's referencing there, seven points, two wins, and a draw from your first three. Yeah, I, I think you sign up for that. Yeah, win at home, get at least the point on the road. That That's the start you're looking for. Right, and also it's important to get up to a good start for the standings, right, just based on some of this. And, again, it's a long season, kids. Like, we're in this until the, the middle of October. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> but it's also important for them to get off to a good start just for, for their presence in San Diego, right? Like, Let's grab some attention. Grab some attention. Like you want them to go out there and just thrash the Las Vegas lights and show up on the on the local news stations and mm-hmm. have us buzzing about it and have it be a big presence on social media. Like that's really what you want. Yeah. Like, so is... like it's it's important in in multiple ways. It's important to get off to a good start for your actual playoff standings and and facing what's perceived to be inferior competition. But also to make a good first impression in your new community. Yeah, this is uh, this is when you get to set the tone, and it's a lot of people will set a tone this weekend. The club's going to set a tone on the field. You're going to see what the tone's going to be set with players individually. You're going to see what's going to happen with the supporters behind the net, with the locals. They're going to set a tone this weekend. What's the tone they are going to set for this season? This is the first opportunity that you get to see the supporter section. Like it, we get to see a tifo this weekend. Yeah, we get to see a tifo, which is a big deal. What is that going to look like? What kind of tone are they going to set? So it's a really impactful weekend it's a very impactful first couple of matches for San Diego loyal you you can talk about 538 you can also look in Las Vegas to see the odds to win the 2020 USL championship and it tells you a little bit of a different story Las Vegas have better odds than San Diego but I wonder if it's just a bunch of locals betting on the local team I don't know how that's going to work but Las <laughs> Vegas 50 to 1 in Las Vegas to uh to win it all and according to Vegas, SD Loyal are 60 to 1. Phoenix Rising, your favorites at plus 300. But SD Loyal, middle of the pack when you look at the Vegas odds, middle of the pack at 538. Um, I think there's a lot of optimism from a lot of people, but you just have to wait and kind of see it. You need to see it on the field first before you can go out there and call them one of those favorites. But to me, Darren, I'm expecting them to make the playoffs this year. I think it's a playoff team well, early on. We don't know anything, but all the talent that that you have and the way everyone is describing it from the outside, you think this is a team that has a chance to go on and make the playoffs. So. 55% says 538. Sounds about right according to my calculations. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I have a calculator, <laughs> and I can make it say 55%. Yeah, I've been up. crunching these numbers. It's interesting just how in-depth the 538 projection site gets, too. Again, and a lot of people think this is complete bullshit, and, and we're probably spending too much time on it. But it's just that we have a club, and it's interesting that, that there are sites here that devote these kind of resources to it. But, uh, Loyal, as we said, 55% chance to go to the postseason. Projected minus one goal differential, which I thought was interesting. I don't know how they, they came up with that. They predicted our goal differential? Yeah. At minus one, uh-huh. it's going to be. Close. They've got lights at minus nineteen. How many goals do they think we're going to give up? Because this club is expected to score a lot. Yeah. So it, to have a negative goal differential, that's a lot of goals. It has team ratings offensively and defensively, and it has offense. Uh, it has the defensive team rating higher than the offensive team rating for Loyal. Like I said, this website is trash. Okay. Forget everything we just said for the previous five minutes. Um, we did post the Nate Las- Silver. Fuck off. <laughs> we did post the Las Vegas odds on our Instagram page, which, by the way, check out our Instagram page at Unnamed Soccer Podcast. We're posting a lot of USL content there lately, especially now that we have a team and something to watch for this weekend. So I put up the odds, and then I just asked it for reaction if people are going to do anything with it or if they're curious. Um, what are we going to do with it? Should I, we pull some resources? And I think we should have a collective bet. Like we can have a, the official unnamed soccer podcast bet. We can pool together a bunch of hosts and listeners, and we can make a huge bet. And we're all going to party at the end of the year when we win a fucking cup. All right, I like it. I like where you're going with all of this as well. Final note for me on Las Vegas Lights: If I'm reading their Twitter feed correctly, they have 17 <laughs> different what? jerseys. What is that? 17 different jerseys. I think they're linked. Did I, you see this? I did. I think they're linking up each night with a different charity for right. somewhat of a fundraiser. So obviously, great idea, and you're accomplishing some things. For me, though, if my club wore 17 different jerseys in 17 matches, I don't know if I could support it. <laughs> <laughs> so Chelsea Football Club says, okay, uh, we're going to have 19 different shirts throughout the season here. You'd say... That's it, man. Tap it I would out. say, I'm, well, I'm we, used to be, <laughs> we used to be the Club of London, if that's the case. <laughs> no longer if we're switching jerseys every day. Uh, I know there is a charitable connection right. to it. Clearly, I that's know. a great it's, thing. It's for a good cause. I'm just saying that if my club did that, holy shit. Uh, I also would ask this, because you know we've got questions about also, this we opening. had a mascot, holy shit. Do we not? I don't know. Well, here's the did question. Did you see the I Las have. Vegas Lights mascot? I've been well, I've been there. Okay, did you did you meet him? Because he's yes. a combination of Elvis What's he Presley called, like, Cash and Johnny or something Cash. like that. Yeah, they do a bunch of stuff. They got like llamas on the field. They've got you a went, hi- they got all sorts of stuff. You went to like a bubble bath game. I did, yeah. The foam party. Oh yeah, foam party. Yeah. It wasn't a bubble I bath. I wouldn't party. go to one of those anymore. Coronavirus, man. I'm not taking any chances. That's probably going to where some it foam started. Party. Probably. It probably did start. I did see Irvin Parr score a hat trick though. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but here's the other question I have. Because what what is our official hashtag for Saturday night? What do you this mean? is really important. Like, do for the we podcast? Have a, for the match. Oh, okay. Like, what's the club's so I, hashtag? I know, like, Loyal has put out, like, Loyal Nation or something, and they got a lot of, like, negative reaction to that from what I saw. So do we have an official hashtag? Because I, I would toss out there, come on, you Loyal, C-O-I-L. Okay. I think that looks good. C-O-I-L. Coil. Coil. What blues. does Chelsea have? Come on, you Blues. C-O-I-B? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Same thing for Everton. They use that. Everton, uh, Manchester United, MUFC, right? Manchester United Football Club. Come on, you loyal. LFC, Liverpool Football Club, SDL. I don't know. Like, what do we have an official? How are we all supposed to know what we're tweeting about on Saturday night? Because I feel like we've somehow we're, we're not yet there with the official hashtag. This is important stuff. Yeah, this is as important as what is Landon Donovan going to wear this weekend? No What joke. will he wear this weekend, and what is our hashtag? What are we supposed to do? We're going to be posting videos and stuff. I, We're going to be there, right? I am... 
I am proposing that was a tease, listeners. That was a tease that we're going to be there on Saturday. Uh, I am proposing COYL. Ooh, I will. I will back you. But I, I'm, I will ride with you. I'm on not this one. married to it. I will be your vice president on I'm, this campaign. I'm just dating it. You're dating it. I'm not it? married to it. Okay. Well, you're not really selling it anymore. I'm committing to you here, and you're already backing out. Okay. Well, well, it takes me a little longer to get married than it took you to get married. Apparently. It took me ten years. It took you like two years. So we've got we've got different uh, ways. It was we like go four about and a half, and my four wife was half. ready okay. at two. <laughs> so there you go. My wife was like, "What are we doing? It's only, it's only been ten. So it takes me a little while to warm up to stuff than it does for the average person, the normal person, like Jordan yes. and his wife. Okay. So um, I, again, I propose that because I, I've I like s- I've seen the loyal nation. I don't. I got to admit, I don't love that. But I don't know that it's necessarily up to me. But I, I'm here to just toss stuff out, propose stuff, That's good. and, and like people it. can take it, run with it, and and do up the loyal. Up the what? Up the loyal. Up the loyal. Up the SD loyal. How about just hashtag SD loyal? How about we go with come on you loyal? <laughs> <laughs> Things we're looking forward to this weekend. Landon Donovan's pants. <laughs> he can't go jeans this weekend, right? No way. Don't I mean, go jeans, LD. You can, but if you accessorize it really, really well. All right. They got to be scarf. really nice jeans. I'm thinking Saturday night. Yeah, it might be a little chilly out there. Let's see what the weather's going to be in San Diego. It's too. his birthday. Maybe he goes birthday suit. Okay. Is he still in shape? We'll find out if he goes birthday suit. Saturday night, high of 62, low of 53. We're going scarf. We're going three-quarter length coat for Landon. If anyone thinks I'm wearing a polo this weekend, they're crazy. I'm wearing a jacket this weekend. Will Landon go headwear? Will he go with, like, paperboy hat? This is important stuff, too, because we talked about it. There's going to be so many managers in the USL this year that come to San Diego at night thinking Mm -hmm. it's going to be warm. It's not. It's cold. They need to prepare themselves. So I hope Winalda shows up in his board shorts and his Speedo this weekend. And gets ready for his bath party. I'm no cold. mascot. I asked the Las Vegas mascot on Twitter if he would be showing up this weekend. He tweeted back to me. I was like, yeah, that's right. I was talking with the Las Vegas mascot. Uh, when all the he also says, no, not coming. He predicted that there would be away fans here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hope so. That's good. I Hopefully think they're be. better behaved than the Madrid fans that showed up at Serrano's this oh, past yeah? weekend. Madrid fans showed up at the Barca Bar for El Clasico? What a bunch of losers. I wouldn't show up at that place for Seriously. that game. I, I guess I shouldn't say it that harshly. It's just like, guys, don't you have your own bar? Like, Can't you go to your own place? You remember that time when I was watching uh, Chelsea win the FA Cup against Manchester United and then all like the San Diego Manchester United fans showed up at Shakespeare's? It's like, yo, this, is, this place is blue. This place is blue. And yeah, I mean, I, that day. and I get it. We're not in Spain. Like, we don't have to go out into the street and brawl with one another. I mean, but just was bizarre. You know, you get a couple of hundred people in a Barca bar, and like 10, 15 Madrid fans showed up. And what do you think happens at the end of that match? Well, it finished 2 0. So I'd, I'd imagine it wasn't very fun. Right. Of course. Especially. And, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, you guys won. Like, you're gloating on the way out the door and holding up the shirts and just, I don't know. Like, come on, guys. The, like, find your place, own place. We won't go to your place. Like, don't come to our place. That place looked packed. The pictures and videos look so good from uh, that place. I'm what pretty, did you eat? Did I'm, you order anything? Uh, fish tacos. I'm I'm pretty sure. The better question is, what didn't I drink on Sunday? What didn't you drink on Sunday? <laughs> Can I read the text message I got from you later that night? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> About our Instagram story? No. Which one? I don't know. Some anatomy. Continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was about the Instagram story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Ricardo Campos from SD Loyal. He showed up. Yeah. 
watch the match. Was he wearing a Madrid jersey? He was not. He was wearing a white SD oh. Loyal shirt. Um, did you see Eden, any Eden Hazard jerseys by chance? I did not. Okay. I remember a uh, Benzema shirt from the Madridistas. Again, it just it just was very weird. Let me say this. It was very disappointing. Uh, this is not a very good Barca side. This is not a very good Real Madrid side. This is not a very good season for La Liga. Just quickly, and, and like like whoever ends up being the champ will might do it with a number that starts with a seven, <laughs> right? Like they may end up with like mid seven, like high seventy point total God, for the entire league. Chelsea would have a chance in Spain this Th- year. This is a year where like if Atletico Madrid or Sevilla could have put it all together, like they could have. This is a down year for both Barca Real Madrid. It was disappointing. Barca blew a bunch of chances in the first half. They were in complete control of the match. And then uh, Madrid just nicks two, and then that's you know they you go from potentially being five up to being a point behind. Still a lot of league left, but not the most inspirational match. Two matches against Real Madrid, two Clasicos, zero goals, one point. Well, it all comes down to Champions League for the club, anyway, right? How far can Real Madrid? No, from Madrid's side, since they've won it so many times. Like if yeah. they get bounced here in this round, and they go on to win the league. All of a sudden, you say the league's more important? Oh, right. no. Well, yeah, and, and Zidane has said that sort of stuff. Like, we need to get back to thinking about the league first. Mm. But it's just going to be a down year. You, know, you think a couple years back, Barca was winning 93, 94, 100 five years ago. Even the year that Atletico Madrid went in, they, I think, won it with 90. Nobody hit 90 this year. Nobody's hitting. I don't even know if it's mathematically possible for anybody to hit 90 this year. But I also just want to shout out to the the Peña, the supporters group for FC Barcelona here locally, because we did uh, attach a, a fundraiser to the event for the Clasico, which was Sunday, 12 noon. And we raised almost 3000 bucks for a charitable organization, a local company, a local organization called Arms Wide Open, which does a lot of great work with uh, with uh, pediatric cancer research and treatment. So, like to get almost 3 grand there, you know, we we definitely as corny as it sounds for a lot of people were very much as an officially recognized supporters group from Barca, official Peña, very much in the Mescaun club thing more than a club. And that's that at least gave us some reason to be proud of what happened on I mean, we packed the place, we had a ton of fun, we raised a lot of money for a local charity. Mm-hmm. So all that was great. It's just that the match really sucked and that- and watching the 15 Madrid fans walk out there and taunt us on the way out wasn't a lot of fun either, but to the victors go the spoils, I suppose. One of the things that I'm most excited for having a club in San Diego is a lot of fans who know a little bit about soccer, but may just may have dipped their toes a little bit in the waters. All of a sudden, they're going to learn what a the supporters culture really is in this sport, because it is unlike any other sport and any other sport you're kind of used to, especially in this market. Um, I think there's going to be I'm excited for the part where people realize, wow, like you can go watch matches with a Pena and all the charity that they do and what I expect is going to happen with the locals behind the net with SD Loyal this year. I think there's going to be a learning process for a lot of fans, just sports fans in general in this market. Like, wow, it is, it's a little bit different. Like this supporters, this fan culture is a little bit different in this sport. And that's, uh, I think the Barca group is a great example of it here in San Diego. Yeah, I'm very proud of that. Again, like we can, you know, spend a bunch of time bellyaching and bitching about the fact that Antoine Griezmann appears to be the next biggest waste of money for Barca uh, on top of Coutinho and on top of Dembele and countless others over the last half a decade. But again, like you, you sort of walk out of there going, God, that sucked as a match, but that was really a ton of fun. The place was packed. 
uh, I, I couldn't be prouder to be associated with these guys and all the charitable stuff that they do. Because, you know, that that's that's what you want to take away from it. Yeah, we all want to watch them win the league and win Champions League. But, you know, we, we can't control that. We can control the stuff that we can control. And we did a damn good job of controlling that. So kudos especially to the board for the Pena for all the work that they put in there with the raffles, et cetera. It was, it was a fantastic day. It was just a real shit result. Yeah. We got a couple of SD loyal supporters in that group as well. So we'll see a few of the Pena at Torero stadium this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Darren, why did we uh, not have a couple things to get to? Before yes, we... Let's talk about your week. Cause Thank your you. week has, has been phenomenal. Yeah. So um, I don't know why Nate Abare is not on the podcast today. I would love to talk to Nate today. Um, we, we will get to a Bundesliga report here momentarily. Tim Stoops, is checking in with a little bit longer report than we normally get, but I think it is warranted because there is the huge story in the Bundesliga. Like, why why do fans in in Germany absolutely hate the owner of Hoffenheim? Like, there is a club in Germany, and everyone, whatever club you support there, hates this owner. Why is that? So we'll we'll hear from Tim Stoops with the Bundesliga report coming up uh, momentarily. But first, Darren, Chelsea eliminated Liverpool in the FA Cup. Wow. Yeah. How about that? I I was very happy for you, my friend. I was very happy for you. Let me I don't get... pull for Chelsea very often, but when I do... <laughs> you pulled for Chelsea yesterday. Fuck yeah, I did. Why? Come on, man. Just because you hate Liverpool? Because of the corner him. kick? I, <gasps> I love that about you. All right. Okay. Great. I didn't know you were rooting for Chelsea I'm, yesterday. I'm happy for my longtime podcast partner and colleague. Um, let me get the excuses out now. No, it wasn't the best possible starting 11 for Liverpool or for Chelsea, if you're going to ask a Chelsea fan. Kepa comes back and gets a clean sheet against a team that many consider the best club with like the best team ever organized. Like, yeah. What? That was amazing what happened. We can retire that, by the way. The best club ever. We can we can retire that. You get your league title. It's a fantastic accomplishment. I'm super stoked for our mate Nate, but mm-hmm. we can retire the best club ever stuff. Yeah. I mean, they might just get bounced from Champions League. They haven't won a Champions League match since 2019. They're not even going to advance in the FA Cup. Lose to Watford? I mean, you won the Prem. Big deal. Chelsea have done that a couple times recently. Okay, I'm not going to go this far. Okay, sorry. Am I getting carried away now? Why is it Nate on the podcast today? I don't want to be this bitter about it, but (laughs) again, I I was happy to see that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to get too carried away in all seriousness, but I am excited that Chelsea somehow, some way, found a way to get a clean sheet against a very good Liverpool team that did play Salah at some point and still played a lot of really talented players. I love that you're not going to get carried away, but would I be correct, Jordan, that Chelsea technically, Chelsea Football Club, is alive in more competitions and in a better position, perhaps, than even Liverpool is? I mean... Clearly, Chelsea will not win the league, but that's a trophy, and the FA Cup is a trophy as well. And they can each go on and win. And these are two clubs, if you look back back at it last year, Darren, these are the two European champions. You have the Champions League champions, true. and you have the Europa League champions. Yep. That is Chelsea, and that is Liverpool. And together, they are European champions. And to me, pretty much the same quality club. Well, congrats. That, was, that must have been a thrilling <laughs> Tuesday afternoon for you. Oh, man, so many Liverpool fans just happened? turned thought, off the I thought, podcast. I thought Lampard hated Keppa. No, nah, Keppa had a bad run, and Keppa was very, very interested in keeping that clean sheet towards the end, despite a two-goal advantage with just seconds to go. He wanted that clean sheet. That was very evident. That was good. Very nice bounce back from Chelsea. This is what I love. This week can be so good. Mm. Chelsea, and then you get SD Loyal on Saturday, and then Chelsea will play again Sunday morning. Mm. What a week it is. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll live vicariously through you. Yeah, well, what can I'm, you do? I'm, I'm I can bit... remind you that we're down 3-0 going back to Munich, if you'd like. <laughs> Barca, uh, Barca's got Real Sociedad upcoming this weekend. Don't feel great about that one either. Come on. And now Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, is he going to stay? Is he and Messi, are they fighting? They're in tra- it's, it's... This is what you do. Yeah. Take it from a Chelsea fan. Let's just dwell in the past a little bit. I got to relive 2012 <laughs> for a while. What year would you like to relive for Barca? Uh, yeah, that 2010-2011. You want to do that one? Yeah, okay, we can relive that one for you. Let's just, for, for the next few episodes, we won't talk about what's happening with Barca to finish off the season. We'll just relive some great moments. Yeah, but then Madrid drops this weekend and Barca wins. I'm like, we're back, baby! <laughs> And that's what we're Get here for. Napoli, like we're back. That's what we're here for. That's what we want to hear next even week on though, the podcast. Even our best players just said, we, "We're not good enough to win the Champions League." <laughs> SD loyal, seven out of nine points. Call, I think. Call your shot Saturday night. I. Th- you want a scoreline? Yep. I'm expecting three points from SD loyal. I got gotcha. you. Um, I don't really know what to expect with the Las Vegas Lights because last year they were just awful. Like, so bad. But they they have improved. They got a really good defender from Fresno. Fresno no longer around in USL. They do gain a great defender with Las Vegas. So maybe that helps a little bit with them this year. Maybe they make a little bit of progress. But I'm expecting goals this weekend. And I'm expecting Vegas to probably find the back of the net at least once. I'll go on record. I will say San Diego 3, Las Vegas 1. Landon Donovan collects three points in the first ever match for SD Loyal. Okay, that's interesting. I was going to say that as well. It's exactly the scoreline that I was going to go with. So I'm going to up it now. I'm going to go 4-2 Loyal at home. Irvin Para exacts a little bit of revenge against his former club. Ooh, how many times? Twice. Brace for Para. Brace for Para upcoming this weekend. 4-2 Loyal over Lights. And the last prediction for us, what will Landon Donovan wear this weekend? Will he go jeans? No. Will he be Pep's or San Diego's Pep? Will we get a scarf? I think we get scarf. scarf. Sure, I think yeah. we get the coat that goes down beyond the knees. Mm-hmm. I think it's very similar to what we saw a couple weeks ago at Torero Stadium. That's my guess. I would agree. Okay. I would agree with you. We have to get to a Bundesliga report. Why do fans in the Bundesliga hate the owner of Hoffenheim? Let's find out. Here's Tim Stoops. Darren Jordan Dunk. here is your Bundesliga report. I'm going to not do the questions this time around. I've got a, another pressing issue I want to talk about. So, if the rest of this sounds scripted, I apologize. It's because it largely is scripted. There's a lot I want to get out about these protests you may have heard about in Germany over the weekend. So, what do these stem from? There's a rule in German football called the 50 plus 1 ownership rule. And this rule is sacred to German fans to keep German football from becoming what they call modern football, where teams are owned by companies. Companies, there's high ticket prices, and there's just dull atmospheres that matches. This 50 plus one rule, sacred, but there are two teams recently that have circumnavigated it, and fans across the country are livid. There's hatred because they feel those two teams have bought their success instead of earning it. So RB Leipzig, which I call Energy Drink Football Club on this podcast because it's my way of protesting what they've done. RB stands for Rosenball Sport Leipzig, and its memberships have been sold to only 17 individuals, all of whom have ties to the Red Bull Energy Drink Company. And at TSG Hoffenheim, billionaire Dietmar Hopp was given special exemption to purchase more than 50% of Hoffenheim because he had already done so much for the club. There's been an accumulation of Hopp protests around the league, especially by Dortmund fans, and that led to the DFB banning all Dortmund fans from going to the next two away matches at Hoffenheim, which was announced in February. So last weekend, ultras all around German football responded with protests against Hopp 
and the DFB, which broke its word that it would no longer issue collective punishments. In the Bayern at Hoffenheim match, late in the match with Bayern ahead 6-0, so victory assured, the visiting Bayern Ultras displayed a banner that was extremely harsh on Hopp, calling him the son of a Nazi and a whore. The match was stopped twice by referees, players went back into the lockers, and when they came out and finally resumed, the players mutually agreed that they would close the match by uncompetitively kicking the ball back and forth to each other as their own protest to the fans' banner. If you want further information and background on these protests and the 50 plus 1 rule, uh, Goal.com journalist and social producer Ronan Murphy has an excellent article you can read that he recently tweeted. He's on Twitter at Swear I'm Not Paul, and I've also retweeted it for your convenience. I'm at Timmer82. Well, this report went into stoppage time. Sorry about that. That's all for this week. Auf Wiedersehen! All right, the full breakdown from Tim Stoops, the Bundesliga report from Missoula, Montana. I do have to give a very special shout out to Tim Stoops. He and his wife baked cookies for my wife and I. The baby shower is this weekend for Sierra, and uh, we will have cookies delivered from Missoula, Montana, courtesy of Tim Stoops. When's the shower? Saturday. Wow, it's a big day for you. Yeah, I'm not going to go to the shower. <laughs> I Okay. See you next week, everyone. We're brought to you by Three Punk Kales in Chula Vista and by Sport Clips. And stay tuned. You may have an announcement coming from us here, oh, I don't know, sometime before Landon Donovan turns 39. Yeah. We're going this weekend, right? Oh, we'll be there.